Hello and welcome to another episode of Divine Downloads with your host, Cassandra Bodzak, your spiritual mentor and guide for all of the rituals and wisdom to help you live your most miraculous life. Um, today, I am excited to talk about something that I feel like is just so foundational, so fundamental, and something that so many of us, myself included at times, can write off. And that is, why do our thoughts actually create our reality? This is something that has been so present with me since I started teaching meditation. I actually am getting a vision right now of this meditation I did in New York. It was at this rooftop hotel and I literally only had 30 minutes with these people to convince them <laughs> to meditate for the first time, try on a practice, how this would really ground them and balance them and essentially kind of give a, a, a sales pitch for meditation, right? Which is really an interesting thing as a, a teacher, a spiritual teacher. It's like meditation is a free resource that we can all tap into, but I, you find yourself oftentimes having to sell it because it is not sexy. Um, you know, it is not, you know, uh, uh, like it's not the same thing as taking a pill or getting even like a energy session or a psychic reading. Like meditation is something that requires discipline. So while this is not going to be necessarily a sales pitch for meditation in any way, I want to do, I really do want to talk about the impact that our thoughts have on our reality and our lives ultimately. Um, so before I get into that, I just have to say, if you're listening to this, we are in the final countdown for my Miracle Mastermind. So if you have been thinking about it, getting those soul nudges, dreaming about it, thinking about me, what it would be like to work with me for a full year as your spiritual running buddy having an intimate group call where you could come, bring whatever's coming up for you in your life to me, get some hot seat coaching, as well as have those daily texts and that community of doing the A Course in Miracles workshop every day, this 365-page big old book. Let me just tell you, if you've ever felt drawn to do A Course in Miracles, this is the time. This is an incredible opportunity, literally, no one else is offering anything like this. It's something that I wished was offered because I would have invested it in myself back in the day um, because it's so helpful to have someone not only give you the accountability to you know, send you the lessons audio form and, and take pictures of it every day so that you have it no matter where you are. You don't have to lug the big book around. Um, but also have that community where you can share miracles, where you can share the shifts in perception you're having, where you can also share where you're getting stuck. Because just like any spiritual practice, right, anything you undertake, any anything in general, it doesn't even have to be a spiritual practice. It could be a, a business growth practice or a, a health process or whatever, right? We all have those moments where we get caught up, where we get stuck, where we're like, Sorry, sorry for my language, but you know, where you feel that way because you're like, I was doing so well, but I just can't wrap my head around this, or this isn't just making sense. And like any deep spiritual text, whether it's the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita or the I Ching, you know, A Course in Miracles is right up there with the greats in the way that there is so much wisdom jam packed into it. And even though it is a rather large book, it is small for the amount of wisdom that is really distilled into 
every single sentence. And you know, as a writer myself, that's one of the things when you're writing a book, they really ask you to do is can you make every sentence matter? And in A Course in Miracles, it truly is like that to like the <laughs> hundredth degree. And it's a lot to unpack. So having a group where you can unpack that, not only just go through the lessons, yeah, you could go through the lessons at home, but where you have that accountability, we have that community, that excitement that exponentially pushes the miracle and pushes the breakthrough when we're in community together, but also having someone like myself who's done it several times to guide you through it, to demystify the things, to help you understand how to incorporate it based on whatever your current beliefs are. How do you incorporate based on whatever the situation is going in your life? It's truly an epic opportunity to completely flip your life in the next year. So my prayer for you is that if it's something you've been considering, if you've had the, the, the soul draw to A Course in Miracles, if you've had also that draw maybe to working with me, this is the most affordable container to get my one-on-one -on -one attention. Um, it is significantly more expensive to work with me one-on-one. -on -one, and this is a way where you're going to get my attention every single week. I'm going to also be in our WhatsApp group. You're going to get your, your little ping from me every day with the lesson. So I just hope you don't miss out because um, I just know that this is going to be transformative. The, the women that, that answered this call and that joined this for the year um, are really going to look back and be like, that was the best thing I did for myself for 2020. Um, and their life is going to look nothing like it was. And if you're curious more about, more about that, I don't want to take up any more of this podcast time with it. Um, but I do have a whole episode on the Miracle Mastermind where I do talk a little bit more about just how much my life has transformed from doing this work, um, specifically A Course in Miracles. So I hope you check that out. Um, and yeah, our deadline is this weekend. We start next week. So click that link below, grab those last couple spots left. Um, you're not going to regret it. I guarantee it. <laughs> so now let's go back to, and, and kind of it is in the spirit of A Course in Miracles, of course, because that is my spiritual foundation, but how our thoughts really inform our reality and how, you know, with that, we can also reclaim our thoughts and transform our reality. So I'm going to take a little sip of my tea and let's dive into that. So one of the lessons I've been doing, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've heard me doing this little like miracle makeover this week where I've been giving little nuggets. And if you haven't, then head over to my Instagram because you can do it whenever I'm going to leave it up. I'm not going to, I know sometimes when people do things like this, they're like, oh, I'm going to delete it. No, I want to leave it up because I think it's going to be a great resource for you. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, you can look at my IGTV and and check it out. And it's my hope to just in these five days have people have radical shifts in perception, aka miracles, and radical shifts in the way they're thinking about their life. Because the the course is really a mind training, right? It's a reprogramming of you from the way you look at things from a, a, a space of fear to a space of love. And we talk about that a lot, of course, in the spiritual world. We talk about when we're in scarcity, right? Or where we're in lack, right? Which is just a different word for fear. When you're in the place, whether let's say it's about 
dating. Maybe you're on lack around dating. You're like, all the good men are taken. When am I going to find my person? My time is running out. Like all of those are very fear-based scarcity statements. Again, to be human is to have fear-based thoughts, right? So none of us are ascended masters. I'm not an ascended master. If you are, please let me know. Send me an email. Um, but so it's not so much. One of my clients actually asked me this last week. She was like, do you just not even have these thoughts anymore? And I laughed because I said, no, it's not that. To be human and to be alive, you're going to have fear-based thoughts, right? The difference between me and, let's say, my client or, or maybe you that's listening is that I've been doing my mental push-ups for years now, right? I've been, whether that was with the course, whether that was with meditation, whether that's with tapping, whether that's with all the different ways we can go about shifting our thoughts and shifting our mind. I have this exercise in Practical Magic called the Thought Log, right, where we log the thoughts that are coming up for us in the morning and at night. And we actually consciously look at, well, what are the fear-based thoughts that are totally ruining my life right now? And how can I shift them? Um, and I had a really profound experience with that myself. Because we all have our own thought patterns that are controlling our reality. And I think that's, that's what I want to dive into with this episode. And really help give you some actionable tools um, to shift it, but also give you the experience of truly seeing on a deep level how this is in effect. Because it is one thing to watch, you know, on Instagram like a quote. It's one thing to read a self-help book and get it. You know, everyone, you know, hashtag thoughts create things, right? But as with every spiritual concept, right, which is why I, I'm so, with all the work that I do, when we introduce a spiritual concept, we also ground it in action and like putting it into our lives immediately so that we have a visceral experience, so that our mind, body, soul actually clicks in and says, oh, I'm not just going on the fact, well, Cass told me that thoughts create my life and so that's probably true because I trust her. Or, you know, Wayne Dyer has a quote that says, you know, you'll see it when you believe it. So I love Wayne and I'll believe that. It's so much more profound. And I believe we're in an age, we're in a time where you need to fully integrate it into your mind, body and soul to allow it to truly affect massive change in your life. And so... With this episode, what I hope to do is help you have that connection and help you see it in a different way perhaps than you've seen it before. So maybe I am going to midwife a little miracle for some of you coming on. And so let's just talk about this this, this basic concept. One of the, the things we did, two of the things from a miracle makeover that I think are relevant to that, which is probably why I'm in this mind space right now while chatting about this, felt really called to chat about this, is because... So day one of the Miracle Makeover was Ask for Miracles, and I explained what a miracle is, how you ask for it. Two was every choice I make is either an expression of love or an expression of fear, right? And then today is the one, as I'm recording this, the, um, the lesson is I, and now I'm going <laughs> to, it's lesson 284 from the course, and it's, you know, I have the power to change any thoughts that hurt me and I feel like I'm paraphrasing it because I said the real one in the live but essentially that's that it's 
And the first acknowledgement, I think, is really important. Um, based on my spiritual belief system, the spiritual belief system of A Course in Miracles, or a lot of spirituality, right? There are only two options. There are only two ways to look at something. There's looking at it through a lens of love, and there's looking through it through a lens of fear. And what happens is oftentimes we think there's a gray area. And it's there's, you know, there's another A Course in Miracles lesson. There are no neutral thoughts. There are no neutral thoughts. So your thought and your choice and your action is either coming from a place of love or it's coming from a place of fear. And for those of you guys that have read my book, Eat With Intention, and have done the body loving and the food work with me at the first part of my journey, um, that's one of the thing, the concepts that I, I introduce in that book, which a lot of people don't, don't talk about as it relates to food, right? Is that you could eat, I think it's actually on the back of the book, right? You can eat a kale salad from a place of love, and you can eat a kale salad from a place of fear. So what that means is essentially the action that you're doing is neither bad nor good. It is the energy in which you're doing it with. It is from what is the originating standpoint of that action. So another example is that you could send the exact same email, same wording, same everything from a place of love and from a place of fear. And it will have different results. Just like, as I talk about and eat with intention, you can eat that kale salad, and I have. I have in my past when I was when I was in my disorder, when I was trying to lose weight, when I was in that place of fear and hatred and negativity, I would eat the kale salad from a place of fear, from a place of I can't eat anything else because then maybe I'd gain weight. Or I have to eat this kale salad because I don't like myself and this kale salad maybe makes me think that maybe one day I will, right? Versus, so in that, in that instance, right, if I'm eating the kale salad from that place, I truly believe that it's not, it's not doing the benefits that a kale salad innately could do for me, right? <laughs> Whereas when I eat that kale salad, I have that same kale salad today from a place of love because I'm in that space where I'm like, you know what? What does my body need right now? Maybe I didn't eat a lot of grains yesterday. Maybe I just want some grains because I want my mental focus to be strong. But I'm eating that kale salad from a place of love and nourishment and honoring, right? So same salad, different energy because of different thoughts, okay? So if you're following me, I want you to think of it like this way. Your thoughts originate everything, and that influences not only what you do, but the energy in which you do it, which therefore also influences the outcome of what happens in your life. And this is why the deepest work, the greatest work, the spiritual journey is always about shifting your thoughts. Is always about shifting your thoughts. Because when we can shift on a thought level, change happens on an action and external level, right? But if we just change on the action level, it won't work, right? You can't, you can eat that kale salad as many times as you want. The kale salad, like I said, is an innately a love, it isn't innately a loving choice. And I think that is a, you know, it's a good example and I'm going to give you a bunch of different examples so you find one that you can really like resonate with in this podcast. But I think that's a great example because we love to label in this world bad and good. <clears throat> a kale salad is good. 
you're doing a good thing. French fries may be bad. It's fried or whatever, right? But what, what this thought system is pretty much saying is that that individual thing is what it is. It relates to us and affects us on the level of our thoughts, right? So once again, if you eat those fries from a place of love, you're maybe, I mean, sometimes what that looks like is not even even thinking of it, right? I use fries. I love fries. Fries are like one of my like things, right? I love fries. Do I eat them every single day? Absolutely not, <laughs> right? But, but when I eat fries, I'm not like making it a bad thing. I don't make it mean anything negative. I'm enjoying myself. It is what it is. And therefore, these fries don't have negative, you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying you should like drink Drano and have loving thoughts. It's, it's not at all what I'm saying here. But I'm saying when we think of these things that are relatively neutral, right? And as the Course in Miracles would say, we give meaning to everything in our world. So we think of these things that are, are pretty neutral, like let's say food, um, are neutral like food. And our thoughts decide, right, if we're acting from a place of love or acting from that place of fear. And so that also, I believe, on a biological level, especially with food, affects how our food feels for us. Because your mind is so powerful. And there's a great book called The Biology of Belief that I love um, on this. But there's also all of these studies around sugar pills, right? Sugar pill studies are like a quintessential proof at how powerful our mind is. That literally someone could give you a pill that says this is going to cure X, Y, and Z. You could feel better. And then you find out a year later that the pill was just sugar. Right? Which we all now assume is like the devil. Right? And so not only were you taking something that like wasn't the helpful thing, but you were taking something that maybe even you consciously wouldn't ingest right now. Right? That you would have a negative association with. And the outcome was the same. Why? Because of how powerful your mind is. Because you took that every day with the intention of being like, I know this is going to help me. For, and I, I see this all the time in myself as well, right? For me, it was really interesting. I, um, I was working on some stuff um, with my thyroid and I started taking kelp. And this is not, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not advising you to do this. But I started taking kelp and um, I instantly felt better. I was like, and I, I could even feel like I would say that I would feel the sensation in my throat of something going on, right? And, and I don't know, like I do, like, you know, there are studies saying that kelp and the iodine and all that really does help if you have thyroid stuff. But I also know that so much of the reason why I felt significantly better after doing this, and I still take it as part of my vitamins today, is because I had such a strong belief around it right? I have a strong belief system in the ability of natural remedies for things, right? And so therefore, natural remedies often have a, a really good effect on me, right? And so let me bring it, let me bring it, bring it back to our thoughts again. I want you to start thinking right now about maybe some things, maybe an area of your life that you're frustrated with, right? So that you have a tangible area to kind of put this perspective in place on. And, and, and what happens is when we have an area that's frustrated with us, oftentimes it's not because one thing happened, right? It's a repetitive pattern. If we have, let's say, 
money fears or we have relationship fears or we have health fears, right, then chances are it's been years in the making. There's been a lot of time we've had to have a lot of different fear-based thoughts around that stuff, right? Because oftentimes if you have something that you don't have as much heat around, right, you're able to bounce back really fast, right? And here's why. We think, let's say, 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. You think about that like a Pinterest board. So if your Pinterest board of 50, 50 60,000 thoughts a day you're thinking, and almost 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you thought yesterday. So only 10% are new thoughts that you've never thought before, or thoughts maybe that came in based on something situational or whatnot. But most of your thoughts are thoughts that you have been thinking. And so if that happens, then there are thoughts that you have been thinking right now for literally years, decades perhaps, right? The same thoughts that you have brought over and brought over and brought over, and this was part of the, the thing that I, the talk I gave um, that, that day in New York about meditation, was that meditation gives us what I like to call the miracle moment. It gives us that, it gives us that chance to look at the thoughts that we're pinning on our Pinterest board, so to speak, and to say, you know what, this one actually doesn't reflect the life that I want. This one doesn't reflect the energy that I wanna perpetrate. This one doesn't affect the belief that I wanna continue. And so when we have that spiritual practice, whether it's just a simple meditation practice, whether it's a yoga, whatever your spiritual practice is, if it's Buddhist or Kundalini or Vedic or Transcendental, all of them give us that space. Even, you know, even in um, other religions around like prayer, right? That time for prayer, that quiet time for prayer, it gives us that space to have that miracle moment, to choose a new thought and therefore to have a new life. Because the thoughts that you're thinking and you can look at, you can look at your life and see what thoughts got you there, right? So for instance, around, I know we just did the podcast around my uh, engagement and I can tell you that, and we all have different areas of our life where we have more work to do, right? For me, my work, my career on a lot of levels has always been a more sensitive subject, I guess, or a subject that I had to flex my muscles around because I didn't, I didn't grow up with the consciousness of an entrepreneur. I didn't grow up with wealth consciousness, right? I grew up with two really, you know, normal parents. My dad worked really hard to support our family, and he's still at the same job that he's been at for, I think, over 35 years now. He's worked his way up. He makes a good living, but he's worked for it. And, you know, and I saw, and, and neither of them, you know, were obviously entrepreneurial. And they had tried some entrepreneurial ventures actually when they were younger, and they didn't really pan out. So I don't really have that consciousness of you can create whatever you want in the world. Money comes easily. You can make money doing what you love. I had none of that, right? That was not any of the thoughts that were in my mind ever. I had to consciously implant those thoughts. I had to consciously keep choosing a different story, a different thought to be able to do what I do, to be able to have the life I had. If I kept 
the same thoughts that I was thinking just based on my upbringing, based on my experiences, right, which are not negative, again, that's not negative, it's just different, then my consciousness would say, okay, well, find a job that is okay, put in the hours, do hard work, and you'll make a good living. And that would have, and I would have gotten, could have, you know, gone to college, and then after college, instead of starting my own thing, could have gotten a desk job at a company that I thought was, you know, maybe it would be a wellness company, maybe it would be like a a goop or a, you know, a eating well magazine or something like that, right? Something that was okay, right? And, and I would have just worked my butt off and, and risen to the top, right? And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. But because I knew in my soul that wasn't the reality that I wanted, that wasn't what felt good or expansive to me, and I would have ended up in that place and then felt very unsatisfied right? That I decided I need to change my thoughts. I needed to expand my horizons and allow myself to have a cleaner slate for what was possible for me. So on the contrary to that, around, I have a great relationship with my father and I've, my whole life, I've never had a problem with men. I've always had great male friendships. I've had an easy time, you know, finding guys who wanted to date me. Um, I've had great, you know, romances and different experiences with men. I've never felt like that was a struggle, right? And so in that portion of my life, because my story that I told myself in that portion was that, yeah, like, this comes easily for me. This is great. You know, I'll find the person when I find the person, right? And I think there were different, obviously, we can, you know, that talked about that in the last podcast. When it got closer to me being really ready for wanting a husband, it was a little bit different. But for my most of my life, because of that thought process, right, because of the thoughts that I thought around dating, I never, like, I, I would bounce from, you know, kind of, you know, maybe I'd go on a few dates with a guy and it wouldn't work out. I wouldn't make it mean anything about me. And I'd bounce and I'd, I'd continue onwards, right? And that was a reflection of my thought system. Because the world I chose to see was full of abundance and possibilities and potential in the relationship sector, right? And because the world I projected from my thoughts um, in that area of my life, it was so easy for those, let's say those little thoughts that come up, once again, when we get rejected or something doesn't work out in that area, for them to kind of get washed away. Because the 90% of what had already been programmed was projecting this reality that I was committed to. And it wasn't a conscious commitment, right? And so you have that in your life right now. And I want you to think about that. There's one area it's just easy for you. Maybe it's your fitness. Maybe you, you know, you don't, maybe it's easy for you to want to eat healthy and go to the gym and your health is, is great, right? And so even when you have, you know, maybe you get a rash or you have a flare up or you get a stomach bug or whatever, you don't let it make it mean anything about your health or your fitness, right? Because you're, the story that you're projecting in that area is one of love and expansion and abundance. And so it doesn't, it doesn't cling for you right? Same thing with career. 
So if the story you have around career or money, which is so true for so many of us, is that there's never enough. Let's say the money story, it's never enough. And here's the crazy thing about this is that there are people, right, that have this never enough money story that even if like great things happen to them, even if they attract all of this abundance, even if they make that sale, their thoughts are committing them to a world of scarcity. So it doesn't even matter what the number is in their bank account because the world they're committed to seeing is a world of scarcity and lack around that area. And so it's actually more of a rare exception <laughs> that when you're so committed to seeing that, that you're able to have that breakthrough and make the money, right? But oftentimes what happens is they make the money, they're still not at peace, they're still not happy, and then they lose the money, right? Because they're not at the energetic space to hold it. Because they're still projecting the world from that fear-lack place. And so the reason why I wanted to get on here and talk about this is because this is literally the life change that's available to you. It's available to you doing this work steadfastly. Obviously, this is the work I do with my clients. This is the work we're going to do in the Miracle Mastermind. This is available to you at no cost. <laughs> you can do this, right? It's obviously, it's easier when you have support. It's easier when you have a, a spiritual text that's designed to retrain your mind. It's easier when you have a mentor to kind of help you make these tweaks. But it doesn't mean you can't do it. You can start doing it now. You can start recognizing right now what areas of my life are my thoughts projecting a world I don't want to live in, right? And you can even use an area that is working for you, right, to, to lend a hand, right? Because here's the thing, we can either, once again, going back, we can either think in love or we can think in fear. And so I could borrow, let's say, the abundance and love and infinite potential that I felt in my romantic sector for my career sector. And I can literally do that on, on a bunch of different levels. So that's a conscious tool. So let's go into tools. Um, one, like I just said, meditation, A Course in Miracles, a spiritual practice that is devoting you from shifting from fear to love that's giving yourself that, that intention every day, showing up every day saying, I'm committed to seeing a world of love, abundance, infinite potential, and possibilities, right? And when you show up to that every day in your meditation, in your prayer, in whatever practice you're doing in the morning, that sets the tone for your mind that day. It's almost like you are plugging in the GPS system of your mind saying, this is what where we're going today. We're going to we're going to dream town. We're going to expansive town. We're going to my biggest potential town. We're going to love town. We're going to like everything that's happened is serving me town. That's where I'm committed to have my thoughts go today. And when we program that in first thing in the morning, it's much more likely that more of our thoughts are going to go that way. And then when we start, now if you think about the exponential effect of programming that in every single day, right? Doing the workbook lessons for A Course in Miracle every single day, meditating every single day for the past six years, it's a lot easier, it's a lot more accessible for me to 
think the loving option first. And if I don't, grab the loving option because I can see that I've detoured into fear. I can see that the thoughts that I'm creating are creating a reality that I don't want. Practical tool number two is to really look at your reality right now and see, you know, when we think about our thoughts, we're either in fear or we're in love. But but the in our human experience, we perceive that there are certain areas where maybe it's easier for us to stay in love, stay in abundance, stay in that trust and that faith. And there are other areas that's trickier for us. These are areas that we make special. And so it's funny because everybody has different areas they make special. Some people, and it's always the, it's the area that you say the but in, right? So it's like, yeah, you know, I give my relationships to God and that always works well. Or like, yeah, I always, you know, I believe in, you know, I'm going to meet my person when I meet my person. And I believe in divine timing and I believe in all of that. Um, but I don't believe that when it comes to this, this uh, contract with my work, right? So you, you kind of see where you have those discrepancies. Okay, I could have a bad date with someone and not make that mean that I'm never going to find someone. But if I have a bad meeting with a contractor and it doesn't go well, I don't get the job, then I make that mean that maybe I'll never get the job, right? And we see the discrepancies. And so what we can do is we can kind of like borrow from Peter to pay Paul a little bit energetically. <laughs> and we can remember that, like have that source of strength of that area where you have that belief in. So for me, what that looked like was allowing myself when something happened, let's say when I first started out and I would take client calls um, and I do like a discovery call and then we decide if we we're gonna work together. And sometimes we do the discovery call, I'd be super excited to work with the person. They'd be super excited to work with me and then they'd, you know, their block would come up, right? They'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can commit to this money or I don't know, I just paid for this or whatever, right? So their block would come up. That had nothing to do with me. <laughs> that was their own stuff. <laughs> and even if it did have to do with me, even if they were like, which didn't really happen, but even if, for example, someone was like, you know, I'm not vibing with you, right? Then in that option, it's some sort of rejection. And we have that option to, again, perceive in fear or perceive in love. So if we borrow and we say, well, if this was a date instead of a work thing, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd just be like, all right, they weren't my person next. Can I now sit with that around clients? Well, the people that are my clients know they're my clients and they're going to be a hell yes, just like in dating. And the people that, and, and if that person's not it, then there'll be another person coming around, just like in dating. So that's a, the second tool you can do. If you know an area where you default easier into love, borrow from that to mirror an area where you detour into fear so you can make those connections, right? And then the third thing that you can do is really get clear on what what specific fear-based thoughts are really ruining your reality right now? And this can change and it evolves and we all have little fear-based thought saboteurs, you know, onwards and onwards. But this has been something that has truly helped me vanquish them, I would say, in um, a more specific way where 
when I know that there's a specific fear-based thought that's coming up, so let's say it's, um, doo -doo 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 -doo. let's say I'm trying to give a different example than I have before. Let's say you want a promotion at work, right? You're at your job, you want a promotion, but you have all these fear-based thoughts of, I'm not good enough for the promotion, or, you know, money doesn't come easily for me, people don't recognize me, whatever it is, I want you to take a real look at what those thoughts are. What are all those like kind of fear-based thoughts that make you either, one, completely in hopelessness and despair and bummed if you don't get the promotion, or two, make you nervous, second-guessing if you even want to apply for the promotion, or three, if you already apply the promotion, maybe that thing that keeps on telling you, you just won't get it, right? And then get really clear, like write out those thoughts. like. We all talk to each other, so we all talk to ourselves differently. So it's really important to get your own language in there, right? Write it out, look at them, and then ask for a miracle around each one. Like make that your intention. So what I will do is let's say I have a specific thing going on, I see where I'm detouring to fear around it. I not only ask, I make that, I bring that to my awareness, right? I'm shining my flashlight on that, right? I'm illuminating it when I bring it to my awareness. And I'm saying, I see you little fear-based thoughts that are creating a reality in this area of my life that I don't want to subscribe to. That's not good, right? Or that's not, it's not bringing me peace or joy. Because the truth is, just like this, getting cast over a promotion doesn't have to be good or bad. It's all in the way you look at it. It's all in your thoughts. Someone in a space of love, abundance, trust, infinite potential could get passed over for a promotion and be like, okay, clearly that's not my, that's not the next step. Maybe there's something better around the corner. Maybe this is, you know, just an affirmation that I need to launch that business that I've been wanting to launch, right? And because they're in that mindset of possibilities, there are possibilities. Because when we're in a space of love, when we're looking at things from a space of love, then we have options, right? Then all of a sudden, there are creative possibilities available to us. And I think this is one of the most important things. I think I'll, I'll close on this note because it's so powerful. Because we can say, I can say all the live long day, like your thoughts create things, your thoughts create your reality, yada, yada, yada. But if you logistically look at it, when you are in that space of love, of abundance, of your infinite potential, of the divine truth of who you are, right? Your consciousness has access to so many other creative possibilities and guidance, right? And when we're in our fear-based consciousness, when we're in that consciousness of lack and scarcity and not enoughness and you know constraint and stress and overwhelm, right? We have no possibility. We've cornered ourselves in. That's why when we're in fear, we feel so constricted. We literally feel constricted, like someone, like our, our body constricts, right? Whereas when we're in love, our whole body expands. Literally, we feel our body expands. We feel more free when we're in that space of love. And so your reality shifts not only from the place of how you view the world, right? Because that's massive. That's massive. Two people could have the exact same 
let's say exact same life. Let's say both of them make $100,000, both of them are married um, to, you know, someone they love and they, you know, they live in a, a nice place or, or whatnot. One woman could be so in possibility and gratitude and I can't wait for, you know, and let's say both women want to make more money. How about that? Um, or want to have a baby. I'll go both ways. Both women want to make more money first. One woman in that space of consciousness and love is like, I'm so grateful that I'm, I hit six figures. I'm doing well. I'm getting to do what I love. And from that space, she can access the realm of her infinite potential of infinite possibilities and have creative downloads. And being like, you know what, I'm ready, I think, to take it to the next level. Maybe I want to make another 50K this year. Okay, but she's coming from that place of love and saying, okay, well, what are possibilities? So she's in the zone of being like, oh, well, maybe you should host a retreat or maybe you should write this thing or maybe you should do whatever, right? Because she's open. So she's receiving. And because she's receiving, she'll get that hit and she'll be effortlessly will change her reality based on that to now upgrade to her new financial standpoint. Now, the same woman, same situation, in a place of fear, might be like, like bummed out all the time, being like, why am I not making more right now? Or why can't I do it in a way that I love? Or I don't know, it's so hard, or so-and-so is making money, but I'm not, right? And and be completely unpresent to like everything that's good right now. And therefore also completely unpresent to possibilities to up level. And I see this all the time. I see this all the time with my clients. And I also see this all the time with people that don't end up being my clients, right? Because I see it like one of the requirements to work with me one-on-one -on -one is you have to be, you have to be on some level in that space of being willing to see the infinite potential, right? You wouldn't even step up to the plate to work with me if there wasn't part of you that was able to see that infinite potential, right, for yourself and allows you to step up. It doesn't mean they don't have a lot of fears. It doesn't mean they don't have a lot of things, but their, their, their willingness is there, right? Whereas if you're in fear, you're not even going to be, you're not even going to get to make an investment with me. You're not even going to feel half the time maybe good enough to even reach out. You're not going to feel, you know, ready to do the work, right? Because your reality is so constricting. And so when our reality is constricting, then what happens is our life slowly starts falling apart in that direction. And we see it and it reflects us. I mean, I think we've all been through the, the negative times, right? Where we're in a spiral and what happens is your life feels like it's unraveling because it is. <laughs> right? Because it's waiting for you to kind of get into enough of a place where your your willingness comes back. You're like, whoa, I'm willing to see this differently. Whoa, I need to shift my thoughts around this. I need to shift my perception of this. Because you can't dig yourself. Is that There's that saying, I think it's Marianne Williamson, but it's you can't solve a problem from the level of thinking that created it, right? You can't get out of that ditch in whatever area of your life it is if you're still in the, the consciousness that dug it. So you can leap to the next level until first you have that leap in thought, that leap in consciousness. And I think that's the beauty also of what the Course says is that miracles are available at your slightest willingness.
So what that means is a shift in perception, a shift in your thinking is available at your slightest willingness. You just need to not own your fear-based thoughts. You need to not claim your fear-based reality. And the second you stop claiming scarcity, the second you stop claiming lack, the second you stop claiming your limitations, you open up a willingness to see the abundance. You open up a willingness to see the expansive possibilities, a willingness to see your greatness, right? And it's just from that crack of willingness that so much can start shifting in your life because then you start building the momentum in the loving direction. And when you start building the momentum in the loving direction, that's when your life sets on fire, right? And I think you can all relate to this where you've had a time in your life where you were in the negative about something, right? And I will say I had this uh, a couple months ago, pretty recently. Um, I had a couple weeks where I was in a funk, right? It happened. Sometimes I feel like it's my period. Who knows what it is? Maybe uh, I can't even remember at this point like what things led up to it because sometimes it's really not even about actions. I was just in a funk about something going on in my life. And I could tell that I was tolerating it for a while, right? And then something happened, I think on the third week or so, where I got, you know, I was still meditating and, and I was doing my work and and something hit me. And I think it was probably whatever my course lesson was at the time. <laughs> because, and I think one of the course lessons was pretty much, it was like asking me to look through the vision of, of a higher power or something like that, right? That was the gist of it. And I remember that day being like, oh my God. My higher power is totally being like, hey girl, you got work to do, no time for the pity party. Like, there's a lot of possibilities out there, there's a lot of options for you. You got a lot of options, are you willing to see them? <laughs> My higher power is a little sassy. <laughs> um, and in that moment, you know, I, you know, I was like, oh, actually, I am willing. I am willing to see the possibilities. And it was interesting because nothing in that moment, right, that day shifted about kind of what was going on, right? But in that moment, the way I looked at it changed. And so something, you know, uh, a, a thing that I had in my life that I was feeling a little resentment towards, I was feeling a little frustration towards, actually flipped and looked at something that was like, a, it looked like a gift to me. And I was like, oh, I've been frustrated with this because of X, Y, and Z, but now with this, with this miracle, with these new sight, with this divine sight, I'm able to look at this and say, oh, this is actually a beautiful gift to give me this thing that I've actually been wanting, but didn't see it coming through this vehicle, right? But that shift in perception shifted the whole, my whole outlook on the world because then that became a, a brick to build upon, right? That one thing that was able to shift, that, that didn't shift anything on the physical plane, but shifted on my energetic and mental plane, now became a brick to build things in the right direction. And so when I started thinking about that more as a gift, and oh my God, that is a gift, and actually things are going, things are going in the right direction, and, and oh, I missed that because I was stuck in the fear zone, then all of a sudden, what do you know? What do I attract more into my life? More gifts, more things, and, and, and some of those gifts even came in in more of the container that I originally thought they would come in, 
but it was because I was willing to just choose to see it as a gift regardless, right? I was willing to see it with love. And because then once I was in the loving perspective, all of these creative possibilities for other things started flowing in. My creativity, I can tell right away with myself in my work if I'm in a space of fear based on the level of content I'm able to put out, right? Because when I'm in a space of love, I'm a content machine because I'm a creativity machine, because I'm a possibility machine, because I'm an infinite potential machine, right? So I have like a thousand podcasts I want to share with you guys. And I mean, there's not enough, like I would post like five times a day on Instagram if one, that was all I had to do. And two, if it wasn't like completely pointless, but I have so much to give in those zones, right? And that's because when we're in love, when we're in that abundance, we're in that infinite potential, then all of a sudden it's like the gates open to us and it's like, run, my dear, run, my dear, look at all these beautiful possibilities. Look, all of a sudden it's like the the rainbow after the rain and we're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Look, look at how many options I do have. Look at how much potential we reconnect with our greatness, right? And so this is the work. I truly believe this is the work of this earthly incarnation. This is the work that we are here to do. And in every area of your life, wherever you are having a block, this is the work. Because when you change on the thought level, change on the action level sometimes, and you always change in the reality of your life, right? And so if you have an area of your life right now that's not lighting you up, an area of your life that's, you know, not aligning with what you dreamed it could be, if you're just feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you don't have options, right, then I challenge you and I invite you to do this work because I'm leaving proof that it works. And, and there are many other people. If you look at, you know, a lot of people, a lot of role models in your life, I think there's infinite content on Oprah around this. I mean, she has such an inspirational story. But you can see if you Google some Oprah videos, right, where she talks about this. Because she is also living proof of it. She could have, based on her history, based on everything she went through in her childhood, have succumbed to a very much different life if she had stayed in fear. But through conscious work to choose differently, to make different meanings of things, right? To, to hold steadfast to a vision, to a reality, to a higher power, right? To invite in those miracles. That's when everything changes. That's why she is who she is today. That's what a lot of people that you look up at to as leaders are who they are today. You think, I mean, let's, you know, let's look at, uh, you know, just uh, Barack Obama, right? The, the, the former president, right? Do you think he could have gotten to that place of the presidency? I mean, whatever you think about Barack Obama, I mean, I'm a fan, but whatever you think, but but could you think he could even get to that presidency if he wasn't in that space of love, abundance, possibilities, and his divine potential to be an like to be a leader in this world, to be a force in this world, whether that's in your community, whether that's on a global level. 
this is the work. Because then you connect to the truth of who you really are. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I hope it inspired you to take a look at your thoughts so that you can truly uplevel your life. And I hope for any of you guys that are really resonating with the Course in Miracles, that are thinking about this Miracle Mastermind, that you don't delay. Literally, no one else is offering this. This opportunity is like once in a lifetime to get to not only have my mentorship, if you're listening to this podcast all the time, you're going to freaking love getting like me totally for you, (laughs) right? Getting that chance to just come at me with whatever's going on in your day and help me help help me channel and drop some wisdom on you, right? And help you give you the tools and help you make sure that 2020 is the year that changes the game. And make sure that 2020 is the year that you rise up to your most incredible potential, that you start taking a, a, a stand for the life of your dreams because it's accessible to you. Your heart doesn't put a desire you don't have a heart, a, a desire in your heart. I say this all the time and I still blubbered it up. But I really don't believe you have a desire in your heart that your soul wasn't meant to fulfill. And so if we have those desires in our hearts and we're not fulfilling them, it's because we're stuck in looking at a world that, as the Course would say, is not reality with a capital R. Right? And this year... If you want to join me in the Miracle Mastermind, we can claim that true divine vision and we can claim the most abundant, love-filled, peaceful, infinite possibilities and potential for your life this year. So click the link below. We only have a couple spots left. This, you know, it starts first week of February. We're diving in. So don't delay. Say yes to yourself. Let this year be the year that everything changes for you and you're finally living at full wingspan. And I will see you next week here on Divine Downloads. Thank you so much for listening, guys.